0: Welcome to episode 13 of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We have a great show for you today with Steve Mayer, the chief content officer and senior executive vice president of the NHL. I'm going to talk to him and going to talk about the Seattle expansion draft protected list that the Rangers put out, but didn't actually tweet out. So we don't even know if it's really official. Um, we're going to talk about that and we got a lot more. So let's get into it. to Molly Walker the New York Post sports reporter who covers the New York Rangers a good friend of mine and a friend of the program tweeted out earlier today that the notable exposures for the Seattle Kraken expansion draft are as follows Barkley Goodrow Julian Gauthier or Gauthier I should say I don't really know how to pronounce his last name Colin Blackwell Brendan Smith Anthony Potato Keith Kincaid Tony D'Angelo and Phil DiGiuseppe um, for me I would really hate to see Colin Blackwell get picked up. I know a lot of Ranger fans feel that way. So I actually was dealing with Molly today a little bit just to ask her what she thinks. I asked her, everyone wondering why Rooney over Blackwell, and this was her response. I certainly would have protected Blackwell just because he managed to be a standout last season. High-character guy, but clearly Drury is worried about that fourth-line center spot because Rooney is the only guy who fits there right now. So that makes complete sense. Although a lot of Ranger fans wonder, you know, what's so special about Kevin Rooney? He is one of those bottom six guys that truly do make a difference in playoff runs like we just saw with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were so deep, and sure, the fourth line doesn't really score that much, but... They are so important to just, you know, being a part of winning culture and on a winning team. So I understand why we protected Rooney, which is unfortunate. But Ranger fans seem to think that Gauthier, or gothie I still don't know how to pronounce his name, is going to be the guy that gets picked up by Seattle. So hopefully we do get to keep Colin Blackwell because I enjoy watching him this year. I thought he had a fantastic season. And, um, you know, I, I only hope to see his progression over the next couple of years, hopefully in a Rangers jersey. I don't really have that much more to talk about, I feel like, on today's intro. Um, Just one notable thing is that the expansion draft is Wednesday night, so we'll find out a lot of answers to these questions this coming Wednesday. And I believe it's actually going to be on ESPN, so it'll be very easy to watch, very easy to track. So I highly recommend all Ranger fans tuning in to the expansion draft this Wednesday night. I do want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Blue York. For those of you that still don't know who Blue York is, I talk about them every episode. They're a fan-made brand that makes custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts. I have been partnered with them for quite a bit. You can use my code Johnny, J-O-N-M-Y, to get 15% off of their website. Iamblueyork.com. I-A-M-B-L-U-E-Y-O-R-K.com. A lot of cool merch. They actually just put out a really cool hoodie that is limited, limited edition, so... You should get your hands on it now because it's going to be sold out very, very soon. But I love I Am Blue York. I wear a lot of their merch all the time. My personal favorite is the Adam Fox hoodie with Adam's customized logo, which is very cool since you know, obviously everyone knows that I'm a big Adam Fox fan, a good friend. But I do want to go into this interview with Steve Mayer. I think you guys really enjoy it. Kind of a different conversation. I haven't really talked to you know a high-up executive at the NHL yet, so definitely an interesting perspective and a different kind of conversation, but super fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm very excited to be joined by the Chief Content Officer and Senior Executive Vice President of the NHL, Steve Mayer. Steve, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. It is
1: a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So I'm curious, how do you usually spend your offseason? I know this season's a little more difficult or more busy because of the expansion draft coming up, but what would you typically be doing right now, now that we're in this offseason, and what are you doing this summer? Any big plans?
1: Did you say offseason? Well, I guess you don't. You don't have an offseason, dude. You? That's, that's your listen. You, I, <laughs> I think the world of your podcast. I think the world of you, but you've already got something wrong. I I'm mean, sorry. There is no such thing as off offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and just this week, you know, we've got the expansion draft, then we've got the draft, then we've got a schedule release, and then we've got free agency, and that takes us all the way uh into the last week of july mm-hmm. and then in august we are prepping because we have two months and actually one month before training camp but two months before the season begins and because we got a late start uh, because we didn't know that things would open up the way they're opening up you know in my world uh, you know I'm the chief content officer, but I also run our events department at the league, Mm -hmm. and we've got to get going on planning events for next season, Winter Classic, Stadium Series, All-Star Games, drafts, all of the next season. So we're going to use August and parts of September to do that. So there goes the offseason. It is going, going, and it is gone.
0: Well, I yeah. actually spoke to Leah McHugh about it on our last episode about how it felt kind of cool that the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup final especially ran through the fourth of July. Like it, it had like that special kind of feeling towards it, like, you know, being with family, being with friends outside in the summer and watching the Stanley Cup final. Were you somewhat happier with how the schedule kind of worked out this season? I know we had a late start, but I don't know. I kind of liked the idea of the NHL playoffs running through June and a little bit of July.
1: Listen, well, you know, I, I like the Stanley Cup playoffs no matter when they are, um, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with you only because I you don't if, have to. Well, I, well I, uh, you know, once we get into the summer, it, it's not it's not hockey weather. Not the like we 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 struggle a little bit even when we finish in June normally, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think at the end of the day. I think it was fine. It, it, was, it was cool that we went that far. But I do think we like to get back onto a normal schedule. And I also think it's because of what I just talked about. You know, the offseason is not an offseason. And, and we go hard. And I, listen, everybody has their jobs that they do. They work their butts off no matter what they do. But, you know, during a season, we go really hard and really fast. And you need a little downtime and we haven't had any downtime since the pandemic hit none. Um, And I I think, you know, my group, both in the content world, and also in the events world at the league, you know, we're just dying to get, you know, a week off even just to, just to recharge the batteries. Um, Yeah. But, you know, going back though, one of the things you said, hockey is a social sport, you know, you want to watch with your family. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada, in, in, in Canada, that Saturday night was built because families did something together. It was great for society. And, and it built up hockey like you know no other sport in Canada. I think there's something social about the game. You see the, the masses of fans that go to our games, both inside the arena, outside the arena. That's cool. And, and doing it in the summer months, lot better to do it outside when it's 90 degrees uh-huh. than when it's below 10 degrees, you know? So anyway, we, we uh, you know, it has been odd. We're off schedule. We've been off schedule now for two years. It'll be nice to finally next season, get back on schedule.
0: Plus we all know how much NHL players and people in, that work in hockey in general just love being on the golf course. So we don't want to take away time from that. Right.
1: Yeah, listen, aside from two teams, (laughs) there's plenty of players and plenty of hockey personnel that are on the golf course Uh early. Yeah, that's one of the things, too, to to keep in mind and always never forget. Teams that don't make the playoffs, they have months off, Mm -hmm. months off. It's for those teams to get all the way to the end that really have a limited amount of time off. We're in that group. But there are plenty of teams that I'm sure, you know, would like to look at the schedule a little differently because they've been off since April. Um, so you got to keep that in mind as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to hear your perspective on this because I know you were a big time producer at IMG for for many, many years and you've been with the NHL now for a little over six years or around six years. Well, six years yeah. And a lot has changed, I feel like, since you've stepped in. You've you know produced many shows with the NHL and I'm curious to know if there are any shows in the works now that we're transitioning back to TNT and ESPN.
1: Well, I, I do think that um, there will be things that we'll do because of these new relationships that I'm super excited about. We had a great run with NBC. Um, they, were, they were an awesome partner. We did a lot together. Um, and we've done a lot at the league, um, you know, and trying to just sort of build our profile and, and do bigger and better. But with ESPN and with Turner, uh, not only is it one new partner, it's two. And, and what I love, what they do in other sports as well, is a little competition. And competition breeds you know, more innovation, more creative. Let's do this. Well, then we're gonna do that. Well, well we're gonna do this. And you're seeing it in just the, the talent that's being hired. Um, you're gonna hear a lot about how they're gonna approach our game coverage. The ancillary programs, which I'm also, you know, deeply involved with, I think you're going to start to see a lot more of those. It, it, it's great for us, um, and so far they've been amazing partners. They're so excited about doing this, um, and you know, we're we're also so excited to have them. And you know, a lot of the things that we tried at NBC, you know, I'm sure we're going to try again. And then many things that we just never got off the ground. We've been proposing and they're, they're all open. Uh, both of them are, are wide open to our suggestions. We like to hear what they think, you know, because they're fresh eyes on what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good.
0: Well, now that Pierre Maguire took a job with Ottawa, we need Laszlo Holmes in between the glass.
1: Yeah, you know what? But I do think like that <laughs> sort of openness and willingness to like get celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how important music can be. In, you know the connection of music and sports. I mean, there are a lot of things that they're going to do, and 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 you know, creating events. You know, we just got off a call this morning with ESPN about opening night. You know, opening night is going to become an event. You know, and and that I, is music to my ears. Um, those are the kind of things that I think would make me and our team excited about what we can do. And uh, yeah, we are. We're really looking forward to, you know, what we're going to be able to do together. And I think for the fan, it's going to be really exciting to see.
0: So for you personally, what have been like some of the biggest changes that you have made since stepping into the NHL?
1: Well, listen, it's, we have made, um, you know, I, I have a great team. <laughs> Hockey um, answer. Well, it is, Yeah. And, and, but it's the right answer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it, it's very meaningful. Um, it's, um you know, we, we put together a team that, um, you know, I think are the best in the business, both on the content side and the event side. And we've made a lot of strides. I mean, listen, you just, you, you, on, on the social side, on the viewing side, you just look at our numbers as compared to, you know, five or six years ago, and they're, they just keep growing. Um, you know, we're just producing tons of content, you know, we, we we've grown our team i mean when i got to the league we had five producers i think we're up to 40 oh, something wow. per, yeah so you know we, we've got a focus we've got the best leader um commissioner gary batman is unbelievable when it comes to entertainment giving you the, the the resources you need to do things that we all think you know can move the meter um and then, you know, which we've just been trying to make our events just bigger and better, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, it might be subtle to some. To me, I think it's, it's definitely different in terms of what these events look like, how big they've become, how we've made them week-long extravaganzas instead of day-long extravaganzas. Uh, the way they sort of look on television, really important to us we want to create things that just, um, you know, move the meter a bit, not only in the hockey world, but it's really important in the sports world. Like there's a lot of competition and every night, Johnny, you've got a chance to like watch a basketball game, a hockey game, college basketball. So how do we catch your attention and how do we get you to watch the NHL? That's the goal. And I think that we're, you know, we're making strides, you know, people, have hockey in in the conversation. We've got a long way to go. We're we're not fooling ourselves, but we're we're happy with the direction we're going in. And we're super happy. And and I guess living proof was the fact that both ESPN and Turner felt so compelled about what we've been doing Mm -hmm. to sign on with us for the next seven years.
0: Well, piggybacking off of that, uh, as someone who's been to Lake Tahoe, I was a huge fan of the outdoor game this year. And it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid, I would play uh, NHL Hits Pro on, on GameCube. And there was all those different rinks you could play in like a clown rink, a shark tank, um, you know, all these kinds of things. Are we going to be seeing more of that in the next coming years? Like cool, you know, backdrop kind of places to have an NHL game?
1: Yeah. So I hope so. Um, Listen, you know, it was a victim or I should say victim, because it certainly wasn't a victim. (laughs) It was a creep. It was something we've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Always wanted to do from the time I walked in the door and before that, uh, before that. Um, But the fact that this year it was the perfect time. uh, We couldn't have fans anyway. Remember at that time, there were no fans even in our our arenas. Mm -hmm. So you know, to be able to say, you know, let's do this. Let, let's do something this year that would be really significant. You know, we felt like, okay, let's let's go. And again, the commissioner signed off, said, you know, if you think this will be cool, let's do it. Um, and, you know, we're really happy. You know, we had some issues with the sun, big deal. Mm-hmm. Like we're really happy because again, it, going back to something I said earlier, you know, what we're trying to do is get the attention of sports fans. And that game was talked about by everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so different, so unique. It looked so cool. Um, you know, it got us a lot of attention at a time where, you know, listen, let's face it, the sports world was getting a little boring. People were getting a little sick of just you know no fans in the arena. Same old, same old. The energy wasn't there. And we did something that, like, stood out. And we're really proud of it. And I think right now we're welcoming fans back in. We're going back to a real schedule next year, outdoor games, winter classics. We want to, you know, celebrate the fact that our fans are back. But I do think in future years we're going to look at one of those games or many of those games because they were pretty cool and they definitely did something that, you know – For us, um, accomplished what we set out to do, and that was to gain some attention. Can I propose one? Sure, of course. I've heard them all, but uh,
0: I know I figured. Looking
1: forward, I'm looking forward to maybe hearing a new one. Let's hear it.
0: I'm sure you've heard this one before, and I know it probably would be tough to compete with the NBA. But Christmas Day, Rockefeller Center, Islanders, Rangers.
1: Very nice. I like that. So that's not bad. And and by the way, I haven't heard that one.
0: Okay, Um, it up for me. One point for me.
1: When people go to New York. They go immediately to Central Park. Mm -hmm. Ah, we've got to do a game in Central Park. So I haven't heard Rockefeller Center. Well, the rink's Uh, there. It's a good one. I love it. The rink's there. The tree's there. Everything's there. Uh, Although that's not a regulation, right? Yeah. You you should know that. (laughs) That's fair. Um, But yeah, listen, I think, um, you know, we're up for ideas. That's the other thing, too. Like, you know, we've been pitched a million ideas. We've come up with a lot of ideas. That's the fun part. You know, Mm -hmm. just... Go and get in a room and brainstorming and thinking of like what's next, um but you know I, I'd like to do things like I, that that would be super cool. Uh, yeah. No, no question, no question. And you know, but there's also that fan piece of it that you know you want to do something that the fans could take in not only on television but live as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll see. We we got a few up our sleeve coming up and. There's some pretty cool places you can do some really amazing games.
0: Well, I know Will Ferrell's a big hockey fan. You get him in the Buddy the Elf costume in between the glass interviewing players. You,
1: re- you really thought this thing. I through.
0: really thought this one through. Yeah, I knew who I was talking to today.
1: I like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, um, I think Central Park is kind of boring compared to what you just came up with. Agreed. So good, good for you. Good
0: I'll for take you. I'll take a a
1: percent. Uh- <laughs> right, no problem. Uh, we'll, we'll We'll negotiate immediately
0: deal well actually i i do like to propose ideas like all the guests that i have um just kind of different categories but this one um you know since we've seen so many playoff overtime games the thought about having the first overtime be five on five second overtime four on four third overtime three on three and like continue on that way i think that'd be really cool plus we won't see like any five overtime games
1: that are just you know eight hours long so uh, you know and that's been proposed. Oh, listen, that's not been proposed for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've heard that proposal for regular season as well. I'll
0: take half a point on that one.
1: <laughs> you should take a half a point. You, okay. you, can, you, you know, it's a, you're a little late on that one before. You know, listen to me, one of the coolest pieces of our sport is the fact that you can have a five overtime game, you know, think about last year in the bubble. People are still talking about that game, the 5 overtime game. You know, I I don't know. Um, You know, there's an effort or an interest in sports lately to get these things over with, end the games early. Penalty kicks in the Euro final. I hated that. Um, Putting a guy on second base in extra innings. The most memorable games that I remember watching sometimes are the ones that go all night, you know, and – Will this ever end? And I don't know. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to to sports. I get why we want to move the thing along. I clearly understand that. I know your generation is just consuming it here. And <laughs> doesn't give, You know, like, well, really, do, doesn't give that sort of weight to, wow, I was at a 21 inning game. You guys have something to do. So you're leaving in the 10th inning. You know, my generation will sit there all day. So, listen, I I think there it will be debated. I think TV drives a lot of the decisions. Uh, You know, the TV marketplace, there's always something on after you. So, you know, a 21 inning game can ruin a programming day at an ESPN or a Turner. Things that, you know, we're going to see things evolve for sure. Uh, I'm not so sure on that one. I loved your Christmas at Rockefeller Center idea. I'm not so sure on this one. All
0: right, I'm I'm back to even. I was plus one, but now now I'm back to even on no, that. Okay,
1: yeah, on the, the, on on the scorecard. Yeah, it, it was. It's not bad. And, and again, there are a lot of people in, in your corner.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, just to wrap things up, because I know we're a little tight on time, if you can go back in your in your six years working with the NHL and change the outcome of any game or any series in the playoffs that have happened just maybe for ratings purposes. I don't know what, which one would you change? Which one sticks out the most?
1: Yeah. No, listen, I, 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 one of the things that I learned and I see, you, you know, your backdrop and I understand <laughs> who, and, who I'm talking to. Uh huh. And, and I will admit that before, you know, people don't understand that. Like before you get to the league, you, you actually were a fan of a team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I was a Rangers fan, um, but walking in the door, you, you become a, a fan of all 32 teams now 32 this week with the expansion draft it becomes real in Seattle which I which I think is it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to answer your question. <laughs> you don't I mean, have to. I'm not I mean, for the fear of that someone from some team will hear that and go what What did you say? Listen, I think the beauty of any sport like net it's so unpredictable. You just don't ever understand or or you can't predict what's going to happen our sport has such parity these teams really on any given night can beat each other I, I mean and this was a living proof this past playoff you know Montreal one game away from being eliminated and the next thing you know they're in the final and and because of that even though Tampa was doing so well you know none of us ever felt even up three games to none and even heading into overtime, like Montreal couldn't score the goal, which they ended up scoring in game four and come back and win the series. Yeah, I mean, there was no one who doubted that they couldn't do it. That's the beauty of hockey. That's the beauty of the NHL right now. I think that's what makes our sport great. And, you know, for us, we just go with the flow. Like, you know, the coolest thing about working at the league is the Stanley cup playoffs where I don't know where I'm spending my month of June and July. I don't, mm-hmm. I just am going somewhere. And this year it happened to be that we were in Vegas and Montreal and we were in Tampa. You know, it, we, we were just waiting to to find out you know, officially where we're going to go. And that's what I think is so cool. Like every year you just never know. And if you predict, you're just going to get yourself in trouble because it, it, rarely works out that the better teams, the best teams end up in the final.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was a perfect answer and and I know I tried to trick you there a little bit,
1: but, uh... yeah, but don't, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, after six years, it's hard to trick me. Yeah. No, and, 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 you know, and that's the beauty of the league too. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm rooting for all 32 teams equally, but there's mm-hmm. such good people that are in all these places. You actually really want, every team to succeed like you, you you feel for them you like get what, what they're going through in your bones as well And you, you just want to be happy for them because it is pretty cool when you get there and you know commissioner says this all the time his greatest accomplishment or the thing he enjoys the most is when he gets to hand out the cup for me it's the being on the ice when the cup has been handed out mm-hmm whether you're in a road building or a home building like we were this year, nothing like it. I ain't nothing like it because it's, it's sheer joy. Every one of those players, I mean, that's their goal, whether they won it the year before, like Tampa Bay did. I mean, it was so cool. It was as if they had won it for the first time. They, and they love it every single minute of it. It's cool to see. It's just, it's one of the greatest parts of the sport, if not the best.
0: That's what we all grew up dreaming about, right? That feeling. But uh, Steve, I want to thank you so much for doing this seriously. Um, you're awesome. I really appreciate it.
1: Now, listen, thank you for having me any, any time. And uh, when we get in the room, starting to talk about that Christmas idea, yep. I'm going to give you a call. You're coming in. FaceTime me. You got it. We'll do All right.
0: it. All right. Thank you. Be good. I want to thank Steve Mayer once again for coming on the show. Super cool guy. Very nice and so enjoyable to talk to. He did mention to me prior to recording that there are some cool announcements coming up for the NHL and for the Rangers this coming week. So definitely stay tuned. We might be hearing some interesting news as far as the draft. I'm not going to spill any uh, or be a spoiler, I guess, because he did tell me. But um, I promise not to share until it's announced. Um, But definitely a lot of cool things to look forward to. Not to toot my own horn, but I kind of came up with that idea of having an outdoor game at Rockefeller Center, like kind of on the spot. Um, you know, he thought I had it prepared, but I do think now that it would be such a cool event and such a sick venue to have an outdoor game at. I know the rink isn't regulation size, but I know the NHL obviously can set something up to make it work. But I think it'd be so fucking funny to have Will Ferrell and the Buddy the Elf costume, you know, interviewing players in between periods on the benches, you know, during play and, um, you know, when there's ever breaks in the action, so... Uh, definitely something to to note. you know. Hopefully someday that could happen. And hopefully you guys remember me in this conversation if it ever does. I do hope you guys write in some more questions. We didn't have many questions this week for Steve, but I love when you guys send in topics and, and questions for me to talk about. So send an email to believeinrangers at gmail.com, B-L-E-A-V-I-N, rangers at gmail.com, or just shoot me a DM, my personal Instagram. I always screenshot the questions that I get and I read them and, and answer them on the podcast. So Don't be shy. Send me questions, anything that you're curious about. I might not have the answer because I don't know everything, and I'm pretty honest about what I don't know. Like, a lot of the expansion draft stuff I have no idea about, so next week's episode will consist of a lot of, um, you know, just obtaining knowledge about the expansion drafts and how everything works because I truly would like to learn as well because I I don't really, uh, you know, have such familiarity with it. Um, So next week's episode will definitely be interesting. That's all I got for today. Hope you guys have a great week. Watch the expansion draft this week.